Okay, so my name is Jonathan. I am a former rough sleeper in Rochester, New York. We're uh, between Buffalo and Syracuse, so people call that upstate, we call it western. But I decided when I came inside, came inside a couple of years ago, uh, it was due to a female, and uh, I was putting all my effort into that, and I was kind of like not being around my homeless friends. I was I was I was outside sleeping, rough sleeping for eight years. So I had met more than a few people, and many of them continue to rough sleep. So I didn't know what I should do. So I formed a little non-profit corporation, and I named it the Rochester Rough Sleeper Society. Now, that was over the summer. I'll get more into that in a little bit. But I really haven't done anything with it. Um, my now ex is on the board, of course, right? And um, my dad, who's a CFO of a non-profit, um, has been a CFO at a non-profit for a very long time. For about twenty three years now, I want to say so. Um, but yeah, so I haven't really done anything with it. Life got a little hectic, you know. And now it's almost the new year, and I want to start doing something in the new year. So the whole reason I formed the corporation was that the city of Rochester had been talking with people about allotting a space of land for a tent encampment. At the time, the tent encampment was still on a private property. So we really weren't, they were, well, they, I wasn't out there at this time, but I had lived there for a while. This specific spot called it Soggy Mountain. It was actually a uh, track of land next to a highway on-ramp that was owned by the local news station and uh you know people have been camping there for a very long time um ever since i was a kid i'm not that old but you know old enough so what happened is the city decided to put some luxury apartments around the corner they are gentrifying the downtown area after years of neglect and tearing things down and leaving it looking like crap. So they decided to quote unquote revitalize the downtown area, which is actually just a, uh, it's a gentrification, if you know the definition. And um, so they decided to build this beautiful waterfront park and an accompanying, an accompanying, uh, building for apartments because apparently that's what they do now is they put up a bunch of apartments down here downtown and uh no no you know the occupancy rate is debatable occupied and living there are two different things to me but when i was still living outdoors i did not personally see a, a whole lot of people in these apartment buildings that were being, are being built and being rented out at like thirteen hundred, a thousand, maybe eight hundred, 
I know one went down to 800 because there was nobody in there at 1300 so they dropped it down when I talked to the landlord it was 800 just talking out of curiosity because I lived in a tent around the corner don't mind me I drink a lot of coffee so you know they decided to build this apartment building and I told everyone at the camp hey y'all you know it might take a little bit but this will go up and we will have to go because they are not going to let us get the same view that somebody is paying over a thousand dollars for. And, uh, sure enough, they started getting harassed a few years later during the building process. I mean, even before the building process, all of a sudden, like it was June. I remember I was out there and we were, uh, it was about eight, eight thirty in the morning. Cause we, we were drinking our beers. You can only buy beer at 8 a.m. And we were at camp drinking, and uh, someone looked up and said, hey, there's a news camera crew out there. So we, uh, well, I went with my buddy Chaos over there to um, go see what they were filming. And it was one of the local news channels, and they said someone had called and, uh, you know, was concerned for our well-being there sleeping, sleeping in the tents by the side of the highway. Now, mind you, I've been homeless at this point for a good six or seven years, and nobody, nobody was uh, ever concerned. So it, uh, it was interesting that all of a sudden they want to build this, you know, nice old complex for you know to lure the young urban professional downtown. Mind you, we don't really have any young urban professionals. All all smart young urban professionals <laughs> live in different urbans. Um, you know, I love my city. Don't get me wrong. I love, I love my city, Rochester. But there is a lot wrong with it. But I guess, you know, to any city in America, we, uh, I guess we're considered the rust belt. Um. But back to this apartment complex. So they they decided to build this apartment complex. We started getting a little, little, little more focus, I guess. The uh, the DOT came in and cut some trees down that had blocked us from view. I mean, you know, these don't sound like anything to anybody, but you know, nothing just happens for no reason. So then, you know, I gave the interview on the news with my buddy. We showed him around camp. And the thing that was funny, I, I laughed because, uh, uh, you know, I had been there since this stretch, since like, I don't know, I'll say September, or October. No, no, it was November, or December. Yeah, because I've been a month in jail. So, you know, I had been there all winter, mind you, and it had gone to like, you know, single digits, maybe zero degrees even. I can't recall if that specific winter, but I remember I had been there the winter prior and nobody ever expressed concern for my safety or well-being. So it was kind of ironic to me that, you know, as they're in the process of getting approval for this building, all of a sudden people are calling the news because they're concerned about our well-being in the middle of June. End of June, early July. The weather's nice, sunny, beautiful out, and they're all concerned about our safety at that point. So I guess I gave a pretty good interview. That's what I was told. 
I don't really recall much. I was quite uh quite drunk. And uh yeah, you know. So I had some life circumstances happen and I didn't live outside anymore. I uh lived inside. And um everyone was still at this camp and it got a little crazy. We have a homeless pack rat lady, older female, name is Debbie. She's uh quite insane, I would say. She's a interesting study. I will get into Debbie at some point. She's a uh staple of Rochester Homeless Society. Has been for a very long time. And uh nothing really changes about that. So, you know. They decided to put in this, uh, you know, luxury apartment complex, of course, and they decided that the tent people have to go. So now they're going to do this operation very uh, up to par, I would guess, because the last time where they had a problem with us, we were in a tent encampment altogether. It was under, literally under a bridge. But we were technically on city property. We were on city property, so... About like four or five days before Christmas of that year. It was a Tuesday and on the fourth Tuesday of the month, a uh, church comes and brings you uh, to a hotel. We call it hotel night. Out to the Motel 6 out the town of Gates. And, uh, you know, they said we had like X number of days to get out. And then it was hotel night, and then we all got rides to the hotel, and then that morning, when we're unavailable, and they know we're unavailable, they came and tore the, all the tents down with, you know, bobcats, and had a big uh, dumpster, which the one guy called a roll-off storage container, and that was his justification as to why things, people's belongings were being put in the dumpster without their knowledge, without them having a chance to get them, that kind of thing. So it was all over the news, you know, they then it was a new mayor. This new mayor's kind of a trip. But um so you know she kinda screwed us over there. And uh so this time they couldn't they couldn't do that. So I was talking with one of my friends that was staying outside at the time and he informed me that the city was willing to uh give them a parcel of land to camp on he didn't have many details because he's not that detail oriented i actually ran into him going up to camp and he said he was going out looking for a piece of land he's going to wander the city and look for a piece of land so anyway I let that go for about two weeks, and then I brought it up to somebody else, and they said, yeah, you know, this thing's kind of serious about this. So I said, oh, that's great for once, you know. So I set up uh, a meeting at City Hall with, uh, I think it was a, a constituent liaison, some fancy title for her. You're not talking to the person in charge. And, um, you know, I told him, he seemed like he was a fa fairly nice guy. I mean, there's definitely. I wouldn't trust him for shit, but you know. 
He wasn't, you know, he wasn't obtuse or, you know, anything like that. He was quite nice, as someone in constituent services must be. So, you know, I asked him about, you know, told him, said, oh, you know, you're there. we're doing going to do it. Your friends are wasting time. And, like, if you can figure out a business plan, you know, type it up and send it to me. Because I told him I was thinking of starting a business to, you know, buy a piece of property and manage it for the for the tents. So he said, yeah, you know, we're kind of thinking that if you send us, you know, send us your business plan, maybe we can work with you. We have a thing in the city called Community Gardens, and he had brought that up as a reference as to, like, maybe we'll rent you, or not me personally, but my corporation, a parcel of land for these tents, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I, this is early, early July, like the first week of July. So I, uh, I had already talked to my old man about, uh, the incorporation fee and that, uh, he was going to give it to me for my, my 33rd birthday in a couple weeks. So I was like, cool, you know, I got this incorporate, uh, you know, I can, I can start a corporation. So I, I talked to an attorney friend of mine who's a, uh, works for legal aid and is on the county legislature. And I, uh, his team helped me in, uh, how, is still helping me with uh, this corporation thing. So, you know, one of his guys did the uh, paperwork. He sent it in. I talked to him last week about a different matter also, but I brought it up. But I, I didn't feel like I had received any paperwork. Or, so anyway, I got approved for my nonprofit status. I'm just waiting on the mail. The paperwork in the mail, of course, from the state. And I'm not sure about the federal government. Because you have to be approved by uh, the federal and the state government for a 501c3 status, which is the nonprofit. Because, you know, I'm not doing this to make any money whatsoever. I want to do this to help the rough sleepers of Rochester get what they need. So, I came up with a business plan, and, you know, I made it all look all fancy, and I sent it along, and Lo and behold, like the next day in the newspaper, the city has this grand idea that is uh, eerily similar to mine. So I go and I talk to, I guess, we'll anoint him bum number one at the time. So I go down and I talk to bum number one. We call him Tex. And, uh... He said, yeah, the city's doing it, but, you know, they want a corp company to manage the um, the property. And I said, yeah, that, that was my idea. That's why I'm forming this, you know, this nonprofit corporation. And uh, he goes, oh, you're my, you're my guy. And I said, yeah, I'm your guy. So he said, cool. But, you know, the next time I sat down and talked with him, he said the mayor said that they wanted a company that had been in existence for at least one year. Because they know I just, you know, filed the paperwork. So, anyway, long story short, it somehow, somehow things happened and they gave a, I think it's a land trust corporation. I don't know, they built a land trust for the, the, the rough sleepers of the city. So they have an area um, to place their tents. 
and be left alone and not have to leave or, you know, be on private property or sleeping on a bench somewhere or any of that. There's a location that the rough sleepers can go. And now I know people don't really understand rough sleeping. And, you know, they call them homeless, but there's, you know, different levels of homelessness. The textual, you know, there's all sorts of definitions that can change or, you know, it changes all the time. But to me, you know, that's why I say rough sleeping, sleeping outdoors. That is what I mean by rough sleeping. Uh, so, yeah, that's a little bit about the situation going on with me. So I decided to start this podcast. Now, oh, maybe I'll delve into, I should probably delve into my history of of homelessness in Rochester. It's very I guess it's very interesting, people say. I'm not I'm not entirely sure. It was definitely didn't start with the goal of becoming having I don't, I don't even know. I mean it was a situation I got put in. I guess. Well uh, maybe that'll be like episode number two for me because, you know, I got I get down to the city, not a whole lot. Downtown area where the camp encampment is kind of waiting for the holidays to die down because you know people always show up for the holidays and stuff and it's after the holidays you know the lean times come so on that note i'll close this episode and hopefully that gives you a gist of uh the podcast i mean i guess i'll start with me until i can Go down and find me another rough sleeper, you know, current rough sleeper to to chat with. And, you know, I need microphones and all that other stuff. So we'll see how this turns out. But I feel like I should start this business off with a doing a podcast to let people know, like, how rough sleeping is, why people rough sleep, why we love the winner the best, that kind of stuff. So on the next installment, I'll, uh, I'll delve into maybe how I started rough sleeping. So, it is Christmas, so Merry Christmas to everyone if you celebrate that holiday. If not, happy Tuesday. Have a good day, folks.